I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to another week. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back. If I didn't laugh, I'd cry. How are you all doing? How's it going? How have you been? What have you been thinking, feeling? What's going on? You know what I mean? I am doing good. Thank you so much for wondering. <laughs> I'm doing well. Just getting on with it. You know what I mean? Work. It never stops. The loop never stops. I have got like, um, I've been using a hot water bottle like during the day and stuff. And I've been putting it on my feet. And I was using it as well at night time. But then, you know, my means or whatever got me a hot, um, a, what's it called, man? An electric blanket. Right? He got me an electric blanket. So, you know, I've retired the hot water bottle in bed and stuff. But, I was getting like, um, I was creaming my feet after a shower and I have got like some type of burns from this hot water bottle. I just Googled it and they were like, oh yeah, these burns come from hot water bottle from too much heat exposure. What? (laughs) What? My feet look knackered. They look ill. Okay, I don't have the prettiest feet to begin with, you know what I mean? I've got a little skinny foot and my toes kind of like curl, not because of my shoes are too small, but because it's just in my jeans. I take after my mother. And now I've got these veiny looking type of burns. I am shook. I am shook. But has that made me stop using the hot water bottle during the day? No, not really. I've just stopped like putting it over my skin. But it's just... When my feet are cold, because I've got skinny little feet, so your girl's always cold. I'm cold all throughout all throughout my body. So, yeah, don't have too much heat exposure, guys. Your feet are going to end up looking scary. <laughs> anyway, guys, it's just me, so let's get into it. So... Um, anything to get off my chest? I don't think I've got anything to get off my chest, you know, living a life of peace, prosperity, and them things there. Um, and I don't have an embarrassing, if I didn't laugh, I'd cry story. I haven't gotten up to anything that's, (laughs) that's really embarrassing, you know what I mean? Just skirting through life, just getting on with it, checking the labels to make sure I'm not wearing things back to front, 
laying down the wigs, making sure, you know, it's all secure. So I don't think I've gotten embarrassing if I didn't laugh at cry story. If I have, I can't remember it. So let's get into this week's this week's episode. Continuing on our journey of um our journey on other religions and why do you believe what you believe, Tawonga? Why not Buddhism? Why not Hinduism? And today we'll be going through the journey of why not spiritualism, Tawonga? Why not? You know, you've spoken about witchcraft being real. You have spoken about experience with it and experience with supernatural instances. But why don't you believe that as your religion? You know what I mean? And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. So I've been doing some research this week. I've done some research on spiritualism. Um, and we're going to go through the same process of spiritualism and what they believe. But this is the gist of it. So spiritualism, modern spiritualism began in 1840s in a small town in New York and quickly grew to become one of the greatest and most div- divisive religious movements of the 19th century. Almost all historians point to the movement beginning in 1848 in Hydesville, New York, where sisters Maggie and Kate Fox began communicating with a spirit, in quotes, in their home through rappings and knockings. The girls became a phenomenon. Before long, they were communicating with spirits around the nations in front of hundreds of rapt audience members. Soon, spiritualism, spiritual mediums could be found in almost every town, America's new religion had taken root and showed no signs of stopping. I am going to link the websites that I'm reading this from because I think it's just easier that way to show you. And these are websites, like I said, from the other two um, from the other two episodes of this stuff, you know, this religion. Um, so that's the when spiritualism began, right? I, biblically, I don't think that's when spiritualism started, okay? I don't think that's when spiritualism started, but let's continue before I start, you know, preaching, you get me? For a time, spiritualism was the only way women were allowed to speak in public. Female mediums used this, female mediums used this as a way to champion the ideas of women's suffrage, equal rights and the abolition of slavery, claiming that these weren't their ideas, but rather messages from the spirit realm. This did not, however, stop the criticism and condemnation of female female spiritualists. One such example was Victoria Woodhull, a vocal spiritualist and the first woman to run for president. She was dubbed Mrs. Satan for her belief in spiritualism, suffrage and the idea of free love all of which were seen as a threat to traditional morals, okay? And with the onslaught of the civil war and growing lists of men who would um, never return home, more and more people turned to spiritualist mediums hoping for some proof that their beloved one's immortal soul was at peace. The number of spiritualists in the UK, in the United States, blossomed. By the end of the war... 11 million people subscribed to spiritualism and 35,000 were practicing mediums. Wow. Wow. So that's a brief overview of like the, the birth of spiritualism. So we are going to go through the list of what spiritualists believe and the, um, on creation, meaning of life, day of worship, origins of evil, Jesus, salvation, heaven and hell. 
Before I do this, I am going to read you a whole overview of spiritualism. This is taken from BrentwoodSpiritualistChurch.co.uk. So this is an actual church, people. Okay. Um, spiritualism is not as commonly believed a sinister cult meeting in darkened rooms to call up the dead, but an officially recognized religious movement with its own churches who possess the same rights and privileges as the other um, religions. Spiritualism in itself is a religion is in itself a, reli a religion that it embodies the main ideas of all religions that there is a life after death, immortality and the existence of a God. The difference between spiritualism and other religions is the ability through mediumship to prove that the human soul survives beyond physical death. That is to say, certain people called mediums are able to communicate with those who have passed over, thus furnishing conclusive evidence of their continued existence in another world. Mediums cannot call up these people as one would a friend on the telephone. They come to us, but only when they are ready, willing and able to do so. Who are these mediums? They are highly sensitive people who have developed the psychic power which each one of us possesses to a greater or less degree. Some are born mediums, others take years to develop, while others, through ignorance of or lack of opportunity of development, development are unable to exercise their gift. Spiritualists recognize God as an infinite power embodied in all that is good and beautiful in our world, the greatest factor in the universe and the controlling force of all nature. We do not believe in a vindictive God sitting in judgment over us. We are our own judges here and now, and we shall receive compensation or retribution for whatever we have done, whether good or bad. Heaven and hell are not places to which we are destined to go, but states of mind of our own creation. Spiritualists are not anti-Christian any more than they are anti-Jewish, anti-Hindu, anti-Muslim. Spiritualism is a universal religion recognized such leaders, recognizing such leaders as Buddha, Muhammad, Moses, as well as Jesus. We do not, however, claim a monopoly on religion. One's religion is a personal matter, and any person adopting spiritualism is free to interpret the principles according to their awareness. Another major difference between spiritualism and the Orthodox Christian religion is embodying a fifth principle of personal responsibility. We do not accept that Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins. We hold that no one can do this but ourselves. We are given free will and the ability to distinguish between right and wrong. And we alone are responsible for all our thoughts and actions. What the church calls sin, we regard as the violation of the divine laws made by God, which Paul interpreted when he wrote, in, interpreted when he wrote, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. We'll read that verse ourselves. We'll read the context, guys. Don't worry. Man alone must atone for these sins and not shirk his responsibilities. We do not automatically become spiritual when we leave this world. We shall, in fact, return our, retain our earthly characteristics while the opportunity will be given throughout eternity to make spiritual, spiritual progress and so undo any wrongs we committed on earth for both free will and personal responsibility will still be with us in the world to come. Man is a spirit now within a mortal body. Death is but the parting of the ways, our body to decay, but our spirit to live on in a new environment. The knowledge of the continual spiritual existence gives motive and purpose to our physical existence. We are, a living, we are living in a material scientific age in which orthodox religion has lost its impact. 
Wow. Any religion, therefore, which can successfully overcome this materialistic influence must be scientific, and spiritualism is just that. It has turned the pious hope of hereafter into a scientific fact. The advent of the spirit of man into this world and of course and in the course of time his translation to another world is a scientific fact proved by mediumship. Religion has been defined as faith without science and science as faith without religion. Spiritualism embodies science, faith and religion unfettered by dogma and creed. Wow, that was um that was a lot, but I think it summarizes beautifully what they it is that they believe, right? And I think at face value it sounds so good. Like it sounds and I think this is the thing, this is a common thing, a theme I've been saying with the religions. It just sounds so good. You know what I mean? It's do do your own thing. You are responsible for your own life, you know, cause and effect. What goes around comes around, you know. But I think when you zoom in a little bit to these things, I think there are certain things that start becoming a little bit problematic. It doesn't start, it starts to not make any sense. You understand? So let's go through it. So they said that the difference between spiritualism and other religion is the ability through mediumship to prove that the soul survives beyond physical death that is to say, certain people called mediums are able to communicate with, with those who have passed over, thus furnishing conclusive evidence of their continued existence in another world. Um, so, mediums are sensitive, etc., etc., but they recognize the power of God. But we read that mediums or spiritualism started in 1840, 1848, is it? Um, so, if we go to Genesis. Let's go to the book of Genesis, chapter 3. And I'm going to start from verse 1. It says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the, of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Let's take a pause. This is the teachings of spiritualism. This is the teachings of Buddhism. This is the teachings of Hinduism. And as we progress, we're going to find out that this is the teachings of most religions, including some denominations of Christianity. Okay? This is mysticism. We've been mystified. It's deception right? It's the doctrines of devils, just to simply put it, right? The devil said, you will not surely die. Mysticism didn't start in the 1800s. It started in the beginning. Spiritualism started in the beginning. Deception started in the beginning, okay? The devil said, you will not surely die for God knows that the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Okay? Your eyes will be opened. You will not die, but your eyes will be opened. You will see the truth. And God doesn't want you to see the truth. He wants you to remain deceived. He wants you to remain unaware. He wants you to remain dumb. Right? And 
so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate and also gave to her husband and he ate. The desirable to make one wise is now the words of Satan now were ringing in her head like rah. It means I will know what I will know good and evil. I will be like God. You understand? And remember when we read when Satan was basically saying, I will ascend my throne above um, the stars and I will be like the most high. It's like he took that and twisted it and gave it to the woman. And the woman is like, well, I desire to be wise like God as well. Then I want to be like God because that's the lie he gave to her. This is spiritualism. You will not surely die. Death is not final. Death isn't real. And this is the, the basically what they believe. But let's go. Let's start reading spiritualism on creation. Let's find out what they believe when it comes to creation. So this is from the spiritualist philosophy, from the same website of the Brentwood Spiritualist Church. Spiritualists are not tied to any creed or dogma. We accept the seven principles as guidelines for a way of life. These principles from the core of religion, they are recognized definitions of the religious philosophy of spiritualism. So, spiritualism on creation, right? By the study of nature, that is by trying to understand the laws of cause and effect which govern all that is happening around us, we recognize that there is a creative force in the universe. This force or energy not only created the whole universe, but also life itself. Life itself in its many forms and is continuing to create today. The effects of this eternal creation can be seen around us and this leads us to the evidence that God, the creative force, manifests directly or indirectly in all things. We know this power as God and we are part of the life created by God. We acknowledge God as our father. They believe God as their father, but they say we are our own judges here and now and we should receive compensation or retribution for whatever we have done, whether good or bad. So why do we have a creator then? What would be the point of the creator if it's just for a free for all? You do what you want. You're your own judge. And there is no end goal to this. We just continue living in the spirit world after we die and we continue going. You know what I mean? I don't understand that personally. Um, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I wonder if it makes sense to somebody. You know what I mean? If it makes sense to somebody, then please, please, please get in touch because I don't understand any of this. You understand what I'm saying to you? Okay. So spiritualism on creation, they acknowledge a God, they acknowledge God the Father, but they also don't acknowledge that we answer to any God, um, but we answer to ourselves. Do you Do you see the link? Do you see the connections between... The, the the religions that I've spoken about previously and now we're speaking about spiritualism, it was important for me to speak about spiritualism because I feel like you begin to see the link and how it's connected to all the other religions. I haven't made it a secret. I am a believer of one truth, one God, one fact. You understand? And I've been asked before, I've been told before, well, you know, it's, it's a bit careless to claim that your truth is the only truth and other people don't have the truth because 
in their world, that, that's the truth. Sure. I agree with that. I agree with what you're trying to say, but it doesn't change the fact that they're wrong. You understand what I'm saying. And this is not to be rude. This is not to be disrespectful. But two plus two equals four. Two plus two will never equal eight, will never equal 11, will never equal any other number besides four. You understand. Therefore, there's only one truth. How you get to that truth in terms of like your walks of life and your life experiences, if they lead lead you to the God of the Bible, if they lead you to Jesus, you have found the truth. But if your walk of life leads you to anything but Jesus, anything but God, unfortunately, you are wrong. That's your reality. Yes, I acknowledge that. Therefore, in your reality, that's your truth, right? We as humans are living in so many different realities. What we experience is our truth and what we hold fast to be the truth is our truth. But it doesn't mean that it is. And the Bible already tells us that whether you believe in God or not, (laughs) you know what I mean? God is still going to be God. You're not going to change the fact that God is God. And I think I said it already. There is something about the biblical God. There is something about the words of God in the Bible that rubs people up the wrong way because God is so fixed. God is so firm. God is so clear. There is no, people can claim, oh, the Bible contradicts itself. It's because you lack the wisdom to understand the Bible, but there are no contradictions in the Bible. I used to think that. But there is no contradictions in the Bible. You understand? But anyway, so that's spiritualism on creation. They believe God the Father created it, but they don't believe in uh, basically a God ruling over their lives. Um, Spiritualists on the meaning of life. Let's find out what the meaning of life is to spiritualists. So... The communion of spirits and the ministry of angels... Okay, this is a key principle of our religion. All religions believe in life after death, but only spiritualism shows that it is true by demonstrating that communion, no, sorry, communication with the with departed spirits can and does take place. Spiritualist churches provide one of the venues where communication through mediumship is possible and make loved relatives and friends take advantage of this opportunity to continue to take an interest in our welfare. There are also spirits, uh, spirit people slash teachers who are dedicated to the welfare and service of mankind. Um, some bring inspiration and teachings whilst other work within the healing ministry. Okay. And, you know, the second philosophy of them is the brotherhood of man. Because we all come from the same universal life source, we are in effect one large family, small individual offshoot from the whole. This means that all mankind is part of a brotherhood. A brotherhood is a community of mutual support and comfort. We are all members of the same divine family. We need to share our joys as well as our burdens. We need to understand the needs of other individuals in order to assist them as part of our service to each other. As we learn to give, we must also learn to receive, thereby achieving the the necessary balance for life. We must look not only to the material necessities of our fellow creatures, but also to their spiritual needs and help those in need to become strong and worthy of their relationship in the family of God. 
So that basically, those two principles in their philosophies kind of like encompass what the meaning of life is. The meaning of life is, you know, brotherhood and helping each other and the life of servitude to one another, a give and take relationship. And they also look on the other side of, you know, the meaning of life is like life never ends. You can continue to go on, you know through the help of mediums and mediumship and you can learn all this because there are teachers okay let's look at second corinthians 11 verse 14 and i think this passage kind of like opens up what these other religions what these teachings are actually about okay um from verse 13 and 14 for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. Now, we know that spiritualism, they don't believe in Christ as the risen savior, but they do believe in Jesus, right? And they recognize Jesus as a teacher. And he says, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. Okay? These principles that they're teaching, it's like on paper or at face value, you're going, yeah, you know, a brotherhood, that sounds good. Um, that's exactly what Christ wants us to do. That The Bible says that we are all one in Christ. There's neither Greek nor Jew, nor male nor female. You know, I know people like to mistranslate that and they like to misinterpret it to mean what they want it to mean. But it's just basically in Christ we are one. Therefore, we must all live a life of servitude towards one another. But spiritualism is teaching you a give and take, you know, you know, like that little back and forth, you know, but you you kind of like have to die to self. I know it's hard for us humans because we do want to receive you get what I'm saying. <laughs> and we feel a little bit short change that much is true. Um, but in the Bible, it teaches us to keep going, serving others, to die to self so that you can, you know, be. Um, give your life to other people, a life of, you know, um, being there for people, being in a ministry. If your gift is prophesying, prophesy. If your gift is praying, pray for people and things like that. That's meant to be our bit. So at face value, it's like, yeah, that sounds good. But so this is the spiritual needs for those who need to become strong and worthy of their relationship with God. Again, it goes back to the question of why would I need to be worthy to have a relationship with God when you have told me that I am in it for myself? You know what I mean? You have told me that I am in it for myself, that I am responsible for myself, that any of my outcomes in life is basically for myself you know what i mean we are our own judges here and now and we shall receive compensation for what we should what we um or retribution for whatever we have done whether good or bad and it's like so why do i need to strengthen the relationship right why do i need to strengthen my relationship and be worthy of the relationship in the family of god when i am my own judge you see how these doctrines are a little bit confusing you see how it doesn't really add up and make sense you know what i mean so 
that's their meaning of life, really. All right? Their day of worship, so their regular church services run from, you know, they have um, Wednesday sessions, and this is specifically for healing services. Um, and then they have Sunday. This is their main day of worship is Sundays, and that's a divine service, and they have it at 6 p.m. They have it in the evening, in the night. And Wednesday evenings is the evening of clairvoyance. So this is the evening of the seances, the mediumship, the, you know, the, 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 the thing that they need to do in it. <laughs> this is when you need to go if you want to talk to your dead loved ones. You understand. So that's the day of worship. But when it comes to the day of worship being Sunday, is that really the day of worship? Is that the day that we are called to worship as individuals? No, according to the Bible, God created the heavens and the earth. For six days he created the seventh. He, he, he rested and sanctified it, right? And the Bible says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall rest, but the seventh. Sorry, six days you shall labor, but the seventh in it you shall do no work. That's the day that belongs to God. And in the end days, this is going to be the differentiating factor of those who serve God and those who don't worship God. It's going to be the Sabbath day. Okay? So they worship on a Sunday. Um, you know, Sunday, whether Sunday uh, comes from, Sunday worship comes from, we will find out. We will find out. Keep, keep listening because we will get to an episode where we'll open this all up and you will realize that. Rah. <laughs> rah. So, yeah, the origins of evil. Now, we've already read that they don't believe that there is. They believe that we are the ones who are responsible, you know, by the nature of that is of trying to understand the laws of cause and effect, which govern us, govern all that is happening. Right, they recognize a creative force and energy, but they don't recognize an evil force necessarily because they don't believe that there's any force that's influencing any human in their decision. You know what I mean? They don't believe that there is any any spirit that influences any human. And this is from their philosophies and principles, right? And this is per, uh, number five, personal responsibility. This principle is the one which places responsibility for wrongful thoughts and deeds where it belongs with the individual. It is the acceptance of responsibility for every aspect of our lives and the use to which we place our lives depends entirely upon ourselves. It is not possible for any other person or outside influence to interfere with our spiritual development unless we are willing to allow this no one can put right the wrongdoing ex ex except the offender as we are given freedom of choice free will so also we are given the ability to recognize what is right from what is wrong we are totally as well as personally responsible and number six reads right as with all other principles and this principle is the compensation and retribution hereafter for all good and evil deeds done on earth right as with all other principles, the natural laws apply to this one echoes the law of cause and effect. As you sow, so shall you reap. One cannot be grown vindictive towards others and expect love and popularity in return. It must be understood that the compensatory of retributive effects of this law operate now on earth. They do not wait until we begin to live life in a spirit world. So the origins of evil are solely 
relying or um, rests on you as an individual. You know what I mean? The other religions also basically say the same thing. It's karma. It's all about you and what you do. But as we have read, there was a force. The the, the serpent was more cunning than any beast in the field. The Bible says Satan, your your adversary, is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The Bible teaches us that there is an evil presence, there is an evil force, and its desire, his desire is for our lives. In the book of Genesis, when um, Cain kills Abel, God speaks to Cain and says, you know, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Right? Sin lies at the door. There is temptation at the door. There are there are so many things. So our evil thoughts are all dependent on us. I feel like this is, a, it feels a little bit like a losing battle. Sometimes you get intrusive thoughts, right? Do you now exist with your thought? Do you now exist with the thought that you've just had? But now am I going to say that I've just given myself that thought? I know that it's my mind, but there are outside influences and forces that literally um, cause us to do certain things or influences to do certain things or tempt us to do certain things. And I say this because there are many people who have killed other people and they've, you know, because they're schizophrenic, because of psychosis. Now, you know my position on that, right? I think it is demons. But that person, that that individual can we now say you knew exactly what you were doing they're insane you know what i mean diminished responsibility is true is real now i say this because i have had this experience whereby i woke up i was really i was not feeling very well i woke up and i went to the toilet and my mind i was like i'm not real i'm not real none of this is real i i can't even describe what it is that came over me right I'm not real. None of this is real. I can flush myself down this toilet and nothing's going to happen. And I saw myself or foresaw myself. Gonna, It was like a moment of madness. But then next thing you know, I am downstairs. My little brother was sleeping downstairs and I lunched, lunched on him. Um, and I was strangling the guy, tried to kill him. Real life. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> so, but then that's not me. I don't hate my little brother. I never hated him. Me and Sipo, my little brother, were so close. You understand what I'm saying? At that time, we were besties. You get me? So why would I then try to kill him? Evil influences exist. Evil influences exist. How do I know that evil influences exist? All right. Um, Let's go to John chapter 8, verse 44. And it reads... You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father want you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. So let me read verse 45. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me, convicts me of sin? And if I tell you the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. You understand? 
that's why they would believe or that's why they would preach the doctrine that you are responsible for yourself. There is no devil. And that's the Satan's biggest achievement. It's convincing the world that he doesn't exist. And most religions don't believe that the devil exists. They believe in self. They believe in your own efforts. They believe in your own um in your own salvation in, in, in terms of like karma, what goes around comes around. Now, it's, I found it quite interesting where they said that if you act vindictively and you do X, Y, and Z towards others, you know, what, what, what exactly are you expecting? You know what I mean? Um, you're not going to have popularity in return. But what if you are pretending to be good, but deep down you're vindictive? Then does it not fall apart? If I am doing good deeds towards people and people love me, but deep down behind their back, I am nasty about them, then is it not a bit mad? Does it not just fall apart? But the Bible says God sees who we are on the inside. I can't fool God. I can't pretend to God. I can't pretend to do good works. And that's why the Bible says by faith, no, by grace through faith, that we are saved, lest any of us would boast. Lest we say, I did it by myself. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, this is why I don't believe in spiritualism because it doesn't make any sense. It, 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 and it's not to say that I don't want to be responsible for my own actions. Of course, I'm responsible for my own actions because I do agree we do have free will, right? But I also do believe that other people can take tempt me I, I can have a weak mind I can have a weak um personality where when people say do this my personality leans more to doing that I also believe that we are a product of our environments if I grew up in an environment where I wasn't taught boundaries where I wasn't chastised where I wasn't disciplined I'm likely to fall for anything because I don't know myself and I don't stand for anything you know what I mean so should we now say that those people it's their fault that they were born to this kind of parents, that they were born to this kind of caregivers? Should we say that these people who are born and their parents perish, should we say that it's their fault now that these things, um, that they are not good people? Should we say that it's their fault that they don't know how to say no to people? When, if they're raised by people who push them around, raised by people who bullied them around, and this is all they know, should we now say you are responsible for that? Life is tough, you get me? There's a little bit of grace we've got to give to people. So to say that we are solely responsible for the outcomes that happen to us, I don't trust that. I do trust that. that those with sound mind and those with a fair chance, we are responsible for our own actions and every single person has got free will. But I also believe that some people are a product of their environment. That's why the Bible is so, it emphasizes on parents raising their children right it emphasizes on children hearing their parents and heeding the voice of their parents it says teach a child why they're young because when they're older they'll not depart from it you know what I mean but what if you don't have that what if you don't have parents who care about you enough to teach you then what so it's it, it, it's it's basically a cutthroat kind of religion that tells you 
you, you, you. It's all about you. It's all your fault. You've got a heavenly father, but he doesn't do anything. He doesn't intervene in anything, in anything. He's not vindictive or anything where he's going to judge you. You are your own judge. So you are causing the judgments on your own life. Hmm. It's not adding up to me. I'm going to be very honest with everybody. Spiritualists on Jesus. Okay. So spiritualists on Jesus. They say this. They say that um, we recognize such leaders as Buddha, Muhammad, Moses, as well as Jesus. We do not, however, claim a monopoly on religion. Let's move on. Another major difference between spiritualism and orthodox Christian religion is embodied in the fifth principle, personal responsibility. We've just read that. We do not accept that Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins. We hold that no one can do this but ourselves. We have given free will and the ability to distinguish between right and wrong. And we alone are responsible for all our thoughts and actions. Okay, so what does the Bible say about those who do not believe in Jesus? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. In 1 John 2, verse 22, it says, Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist, who denies the Father and the Son. I'll let that marinate for a second. You get me? You believe in the Jesus, the leader, but you don't believe that Jesus died on the cross. Hmm. Okay. Um, let's continue. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh and is not God, this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring you this doctrine, do not receive him in your house nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Now, it's not talking, um, saying that you ha if you don't know, you don't know, you get me. If you don't know, you don't know. But what business do I have actively inviting a medium into my house? What business do I have actively going to the Brentwood Spiritual Church or any spiritual church? What business do I have going to the Wednesday service of healing or clairvoyance? What business do I have with any of these things? None, I say, none. Um, so what does the Bible say to us about... Um, 
about the dead because this is their full doctrine is about the dead you know what i mean or no before i even move on let's go and read galatians 6 verse 6 to 10 because they have quoted this whatsoever a man um, soweth so shall we reap let's go to galatians and i'm gonna start from verse 6 let him who is taught the word share in let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who's teachers do not be deceived god is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap it's interesting to me how they've just taken whatever a man sows that he will also reap but the verse that they're reciting from it says do not be deceived god is not mocked you are mocking god we believe in God, but we don't believe his power. We believe in God, but we don't believe that there's any God um, ruling over us. We believe in God, but we don't believe in Jesus. We don't believe that Jesus died on the cross. We believe in God, but we don't believe that God has anything to do with us. We have got everything to do with ourselves. We believe the words of Paul where he says, whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Did you know that demons and the devil know the Bible from start to finish? Did you know that they know the word of God? That's how they're able to deceive people. That's how they're able to flip it on its head and have their own doctrine that teaches them something completely different. That's how they're able to mix truth with error, right? So we've just heard whatever a man sows that he will also reap. And it's like, okay, yeah, that, that sounds good. But it's talking about do not be deceived. God is not mocked. What are you reaping? You know what I mean? There's a context to this. Let's continue. For he who sows to his flesh will of this flesh will will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit leap, uh, reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are in the of the household of faith. I feel like that's pretty clear, but let me clarify the bit that I know that people might be confused. For whoever sows to his flesh will, will of the flesh will reap corruption, but he who sows of the spirit will the spirit reap everlasting life okay cool put a pause on that let's go to ecclesiastes for this to make sense of what this might mean especially in the context of spiritualism let's go to ecclesiastes chapter 9 and i'm gonna start reading from verse 4 okay but for him who is joined to all the living there is hope for a living dog is better than a dead lion all right for the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward, for their memory of them is forgotten. Okay? So, if you sow to flesh, if you sow to your desires of, oh, I want eternal life in the here and now. I don't believe in God, but I don't I don't like the death scares me. So I am going to lean more towards spiritual um, towards spiritualism. I am going to lean more towards Hinduism or Buddhism because, you know, it's reincarnation and you never really truly die. That's reaping in the flesh. That's sowing in the flesh. And you're going to reap that. It's the doctrine of devils. You understand me. The the verse we've just read from Galatians is saying that if you sow in the spirit, if you hold fast in the faith of Jesus, okay, you will also reap those fruits. You understand what I'm saying? 
And it says that hold fast to your faith and encourage those who are also in the faith. You know what I mean? Because those who are not in the faith, I feel like this concept of God, the God fact, is very hard to understand. But let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. There was a man named Saul. He was a king. And this king banished the mediums and the wizards and the sorcerers because, you know, he was a king appointed by God. He was a godly king. But there was now a certain spirit that was rousing inside of him. And he was basically told, because you've done this, your kingdom is going to be given to somebody else. And Samuel went to anoint a new king, King David, when he was just a boy. And over time, they were started to fight together, fighting battles. And the women of Israel were singing, you know, King Saul has killed his thousands, but David is ten thousands. And his spirit grew more and more dark. Anyway, eventually, because of what he had done, when God said this kingdom is not going to be yours anymore, God basically turned his face from him. And it came to pass that Samuel died and, you know, Saul was inquiring of the Lord because he had this tormenting spirit. So he's had this the evil spirits that were residing inside of him. Um, and, you know, they were going to battle with the Philistines. He saw that there were so many of them. So he started inquiring to the Lord, but the Lord would not answer him. So what, he, what did he do? He went to seek a, midi, a medium in Endor. He went there and he was like, perform a seance for me. Conjure up this, this, this somebody who I'm going to tell you. She says, who are you going to tell me? He disguised himself, right? So she didn't know it was King Saul. She even said, what are you doing here? You know that King Saul has banished all of us. You know what I mean? We're not meant to be doing these things. Are you trying to like put a hit on my head? And King Saul goes by the living God. Now I promise you, I swear that that's nothing's going to happen to you as if, you know, salvation is his to give, if that makes sense anyway so he he says conjure up you know samuel and when she saw when she saw this spirit she goes you are so you tricked me you tricked me yeah this story can be found in um second kings no this story can be found in first samuel chapter 28 right for all those who want to go and read it so she's like you tricked me you are so why didn't you tell me and to me, I'm thinking, why, how did she suddenly know that it was Saul if not the underworld, the, the, the devils, the demons told her that, yo, we ain't going to mess with this. You know what I mean? And he goes, what did you see? What did you see? And she's like, I see a, a spirit, you know, it's an old man and he's holding a mantle. And the Bible says Saul perceived this to be Samuel. Have you ever watched a medium tell people about something? I'm seeing an old woman and she is wearing a ring on her little pinky. That's my grandmother. That's my granny. <laughs> That's my grandmother, they say. They're just giving up information freely. You don't mess with these things. You understand? Don't mess with these things. Spiritualism is a doctrine from the devil and is admitted by some of its own advocates. In the Banner of Light, November 4th, 1865, is the following question and answer. The answer being given by a controlling spirit through a Mrs. Conant. At the time, a well-known medium. The question was, do you know of any such spirit as a person we call the devil? Her answer we certainly do. And yet his, this name, this same devil is our God, our father. Is it not interesting that this spiritualism, this Hinduism, this Buddhism, 
I mean, the Buddhists say they don't recognize a deity, but you know, they worship the Buddha and they have their mantras and etc. But Hinduism, they have all these other gods and they recognize a divine god, Brahma. And then you've got in spiritualism, they do recognize a creator god, and this god is their, their father. And this question, and the answer says, we certainly do. And yet, the same devil is our god, our father. Doesn't that sound a little bit like what we read? Um, what we read when it came to the creative force manifest directly or indirectly in all things. We know this power as God. And as we are part of the life created by God, we acknowledge God as our father. Which God are they talking about? Which God are they talking about? It's interesting that they're quoting scripture, misquoting it, putting it without context. And they acknowledge God as they were their father. And they also say that you are your own judge. You are your own personal judge. Yeah, the outcomes are solely dependent on you. There is no evil force. They don't recognize the devil whatsoever. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Let's continue, friends. Let's continue. Spiritualism and salvation. This is principle number seven. In every heart, there, there exists a desire for, for progress. And to every human spirit belongs the power to progress in wisdom and love. All who desire to tread the path that leads to perfection are able to pursue it. The rate of progression is directly proportional to the desire of mental and spiritual understanding. If we do our best in earth to follow our inward prompting or intuitions, we shall find progress very easy on earth as in spirit. If not, every step in advancement will follow a struggle against imperfections, which we ourselves will have worked into our natures. Within the family of God, with all the advantages that is our realization of that state can give us, we, we are all given the opportunity to be responsible for our eternal progress. Right? But let's remember that it says it must be understood that the compensatory or retributive effect of this law operate now on earth. They do not wait until we begin to the spirit world. And they're basically saying that we are responsible for everything in the here and now. So on salvation, they believe that you are saved through your own efforts, right? Let's turn to scripture. Let me read Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1. And you he made alive who were dead in, the tres in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we are dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised up together and made us to sit, made us sit in the heavenly places in Christ that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. 
and that not of yourself it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Listen, salvation does not belong to a person. Salvation does not belong to an individual. It belongs to God. It's not through our own efforts that we are saved. It's not through our own efforts that our our mortal will put on immortality, right? Our bit is to follow, to be faithful and to have a good heart and to do good by others, to serve others without, in my language, you call it kunyirika, like yeah, without being forced without doing it because people are watching you. I see a lot of videos on TikTok or on Instagram when I was on Instagram and there are people who are recording. I don't know how people don't see these cameramen and they are doing good do good deeds so that other people should see good deeds. There is a saying that says if a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to hear it, did it fall? Yes, it did. So if you do a good deed and no one is there to see it, did you do a good deed? Yes, you did. Okay? But it's not by your works that you are saved, lest anyone should boast to be like, you know what? I'm a therampathist. I'm a therampathist. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> but you know the word, right? I, am, I give to charity. Do you know how much money I gave to charity last year? Millions. How much did you give? You know, I adopt little kids who are sickly. You don't need to be doing any of that because if that was the case, then some people who do not have the means will have no chance. If we could buy our salvation, most of us will have no chance. Okay? And if it truly depended on us, most of us will have no chance. Do not follow the doctrine of the devils which tell you that you will not surely die. You will. <laughs> you will. Okay, I don't know anyone who has died and has completed their plans. We've just read in Ecclesiastes, you, it's a, 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 a living dog is better than a dead lion. The, deep that, a lion is mightier than a dog. A lion is more studious, more stronger, more fierce, more ferocious than a dog. But a dog is better off. An alive dog, a living dog is better off than a dead lion. The lion can't do nothing. It can't do jack. It's dead. So don't be deceived by there is life after you die. The Bible describes death as sleep. Okay. The Bible describes death as sleep. And there is a second death. When there's a resurrection, those who didn't do right by God, those who didn't walk with Christ, they will surely die. Okay. So let me read you um, John 11. John 11 from verse 11, I'm going to read, okay? These things he said, and after, these things he said, and after that he said to them, okay? Um, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. This is a story when Lazarus had died and, you know, Mary and Martha, his sisters sent for Jesus, but Jesus was in a different place and, you know, that when Jesus was like, let's go now, let's go to Judea because they were calling him. His disciples was like, the people are seeking your life. Why would you want to go there? Then Jesus said to them, are there not 12 hours in a day? It's all good. Like, let's go. And then 
he answered that to them and then he said after that our friend Lazarus sleeps but I go that I may wake him up so he's saying this is the motive of why I'm saying let's go back to Judea then his disciples said Lord if he sleeps then he will get well however Jesus spoke of his death but they thought he was speaking about taking a rest in sleep then Jesus said to them plainly Lazarus is dead the first death is known as sleep I don't remember anything besides my dreams and sometimes I remember nothing when I'm asleep but this is what I always say right when we're asleep we're as dead men anyone could break in my home and I wouldn't know a thing especially if they're creeping and they're not making any noise anyone could be standing and watching me and I wouldn't know a single thing anyone can harm me when I'm sleeping and I wouldn't know a single thing you know thank God for God because he protects us and keeps us safe, you understand. But that's what it means. We know nothing when we're sleeping, just like we know nothing when we're dead. If our souls continue to live on, then we would probably practice this spirit, spirit world thing whilst we are sleeping as normal humans. There are people who live in the spirit world who practice witchcraft. So that's their nightly routine. You get me? <laughs> But for the normal individual, none of that happens. We're indeed asleep. Okay? So if there was life after immediate death, immediate life after death, let me say like that, it would probably start happening even when we're sleeping. But no such thing exists. So don't be deceived. Okay? The Bible says in um, Leviticus 19 verse 31, Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord, your God. There is something about the God of the Bible, the creator God, the God, the living God, right? And his living word that has so much vim and authority. Do not, do not give regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord, your God. Don't. Okay. The last one is heaven and hell. We've already covered this. Yeah, we've already covered this. They don't believe in heaven and hell. They believe that heaven and hell, heaven and hell are basically states of our minds. Okay? Heaven and hell are not places to which we are destined to go, but states of mind of our own creation. That's what they say about heaven and hell that there are states of mind of our own creation. But what does the Bible say about heaven and hell? This is what it says. For if we sin willfully after we receive the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer remains a sacrifice for our sins. That sacrifice being Jesus Christ, of course. But a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which would devour the adversaries. There is a hell. There is a place in which people who disregard the word of god who say these things aren't real there is a place okay um and this place is real you know um in the book of matthew matthew chapter 23 um matthew chapter 23 verse 33 says no let me start from 31 therefore you you are witnesses against yourself that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets Fill up then measure of your the measure of your father's guilt. Serpents, brood of vipers, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? 
Okay? Don't be deceived that there is no hell. You know what I mean? And about heaven, it says, And God will wipe away every tear from the eye, and there shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Okay? And all things will be made new. You know what I mean? Do not be deceived by the words of you will not surely die. For God knows. God's jealous. He just knows that you're just going to be like him. You will not surely die. This is the truth. You not you won't die. You just continue to live on forever and ever progressing in the spirit world. You don't surely die. If you die now and your karma wasn't good, you just reincarnate. You just come back to you respawn. You will surely die. Your dead loved ones are dead. Leave it alone. Do not inquire after the dead. You know what I mean? Do not inquire after the dead. Um, and the Bible also says re regarding inquiring after the dead, there's a verse that says that um, when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and wizards who whisper and mutter, should, a, should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living to the law? And to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, it's because there is no light in them. Heed these words. If they do not speak according to the word of God, there is no light in them. Don't chase after dead people. Don't go after sorcerers and mediums. Don't seek after your relatives and familiar spirits. Let the dead be dead. Why should the living seek the dead? Why should the living inquire of the dead? You know what I mean? Why should you seek the, the, the dead on behalf of the living? Have you ever wondered that? Why do people seek the dead on behalf of the living? Why do you need your dead grandmother, your dead aunt to tell you you're doing good in life? When you've got living people who you can say, am I doing good in life? And they could tell you, why must you go to such an effort to pay money for somebody to tell you your aunt says she's proud of you? And if you've even asked yourself that question, it means something is wrong. You're going through something. You need to inquire of a therapist or your friends or your loved ones. You need to tell them, why well, one for you? You get me. But anyway, the book of um, the book of Ephesians 6, verse 10. Let's go to Ephesians 6, verse 10. And I think this summarizes beautifully, beautifully what it is that spiritualists and these religions, what it is that they, you know, the common theme, okay? Finally, my brethren, be strong. This is Ephesians 6. I'm reading from verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Read the word of God. If you are not a believer, but you're, you're seeking the truth and you're hearing this, read the word of God. Thy word is truth. The Bible said, the Bible says, your word is a lamp unto the light unto my feet and the lamp unto my path. 
Oh, thy word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You know what I mean? So, um, Ephesians continues to say, and the light onto my path. So read, immerse yourself in the word of God and test this spirit. It says, test these spirits. You know what I mean? Test it. You would see what's truth or not. Pray to your God. You will see what's truth or not. If it comes out that spiritualism is the truth, it will come to light. But I can promise you right now, it's error. It's not the truth. It won't be that if you're praying to the living God. So test him. Okay, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all, taking the shield of faith, which will quench, which will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, the spirit, which is the word of God. Um, and the word of God is the name of Jesus. Okay, how do I know this? In Revelation 19, in Revelation 19, verse 13, it says, he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. Listen, if they do not speak according to this word, it's because there is no light to them. If they say salvation belongs to you and only you, there is no light in them. If they say salvation does not belong to Jesus, if they say Jesus does not, did not die for you and for me, there is no light in them. If they say that we recognize Jesus as a leader, but we don't recognize him as God and the son of God, there is no light in them. Read your word, gird yourself with the word of God, because the word of God is indeed Jesus Christ. Oh, amen. Let me leave it there, friends. Let me leave it there <laughs> before it turns into another hour sermon. Let me leave it there. If you have any questions, please email me at if I didn't laugh at cry at gmail.com or Tawonga with three A's at the end at gmail.com. Okay, emailing your questions, your commentary. Um, this is not to cause any offense to anybody. I am very straightforward, though I'm very straight shooting. I will not pretend for anybody. I'm not going to pretend for the sake of remaining politically correct, for the sake of remaining cute and likable that these things are truth. They're not truth. These doctrines are not truth. I'm not going to say that they're truth. I'm not going to recognize them as any type of truth. Yes, they are part of people's realities, but the truth of the matter is they are false. They are satanic and is the doctrine of devils. Seek God. I hope I haven't offended anybody. Okay. But if I have, please do let me know. Email in. But let me leave it there. I'm going to leave us with, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey. Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.